Welcome to Sharkcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you the news discussion and, of course, a whole lot of opinions about Brandon's works and the Cosmere. I'm Eric, and joining me is Ian. Hey, I'm Weary Rider, and I still have hot water. Oh, that's great. <laughs> uh, and also joining us, not at all tired, is Alex. Hi, I'm Feather, and I didn't say this at the top of the last episode, but Renarin is my favorite character in anything ever, so in case you forgot. That's yeah. what we're dealing with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, we finished the last one, and Alex, like, wait a minute. I like, did I ever say that he's my boy? I didn't I explain did, did this. we just assume that everybody knows this about him? <laughs> I mean, it's a well-known fact. It is but... a well-known fact, but we should Let's... should probably state that. No. We also got Grace. Hello, I'm the Gator Girl. And we got Matt. I'm here and still comatose. <laughs> <laughs> and very excited as always oh boy. i'm very excited uh i'm chaos we uh we we killed evgeny off screen uh we we ripped him to pieces uh like uh unmade yeah Here we, we, go. we unmade him we'll 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 remake him and what what would we remake him into what would we what would we do there <laughs> Oh boy, this is a dangerous line this of inquiry a, right here. Yeah, he's not here. Okay. Oh boy. Okay. All right. So last week we talked about a lot of stuff with Renarin and Janat, uh, and you know mechanics about Renarin. Here we're gonna talk about character stuff, and we're gonna talk about Relaine, uh, because. We we talked about it on uh, our recent Wob episode. Relaine and Renarin liking each other, canon, or at least Renarin liking Relaine. Yeah, but uh, I think it's reciprocated. I think I think so. They just haven't like said it out loud. You know, we we can get into some of the textual evidence of. Yep. Yeah. Let's let's yep. let's, let's just is. let's just get right into it. Let's do it. Yeah. I don't know, like, if this is the first instance of potential relaying relationship but it's the first i remember is the scene with rock in mm -hmm. oathbringer mm -hmm. uh chapter 27 and basically renarin says oh i'm like the most different i don't fit in here and then rock is kind of like well there's someone who fits in even less than you and it's relaying mm -hmm. and then renarin goes over and sits with him and I'll, I'll read the quote actually at the end. So finally, Renarin stood up, dusted off his uniform, walked across the stone plateau, and settled down beside Relaine. Renarin fidgeted and didn't say anything, but Relaine seemed to appreciate the company anyway. So They're very sweet. Very yeah. sweet. And and the reason why I think this might be the first is because of Renarin's reaction to Rock seems to indicate he hadn't had much interaction with relaying one-on-one -on -one mm. previously yeah but yeah. which makes sense because renarin joined bridge four after relaying had already left so yeah oh yeah that's right mm -hmm. oh yeah. it's he probably hadn't met him before they got to mm. erythorum right 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 it's so weird yeah. because you know in rhythm of war we get a one-year time jump and it's like oh right there was no time jump in oathbringer it's like this no. is mm -hmm. very much yep. present time here. There, 
budding friendship in this like it's got that commonality of they're like both outsiders from like opposite ends like Renarin's an outsider well for a lot of reasons with his corrupted t- truth watcher thing he's not a wind runner yeah. he's also like the son of a high prince slash yeah. high king or whatever Talinar is now yeah. um <laughs> and Relaine is of course a former well, I guess he was never a a Parshman, actually, but he was pretending to be one. Right. So, yeah, mm-hmm. he, right, right. he's experienced that. So kind of opposite ends, but can find some commonalities. Yeah. It's really interesting yeah. that they are they both have this sort of like shared sense of maybe being an outcast, but they're outcasts in very different ways. Very like different. Renarin is a very important person in a dominant world culture, but he has a lot of trouble living up to the sort of ideals of the culture um, and, you know, finds himself on the outside of a lot of things because of that. Whereas Relaine has, you know, sort of lost the culture that was around him. He thought he was the last listener mm-hmm. and, you know, Rhythm of War is like a study in what microaggressions are in Relaine's point of view. Um, oh, that's true. Of all of a sudden, he has to represent all of these ideas in people's heads. And he's so frustrated that nobody sees him as just like a person. Um, yeah. You know, even Bridge Four, he's like, they try, but they don't get it. And it it feels like that's, you know... It's it's one thing to know that your friends mean well, but they can't yeah. quite fix what you're looking for or be what you need. Mm-hmm. And I I like to think that almost like Renarin probably isn't the one who's like trying super hard to make Relaine feel welcome and things like that. But in a way that almost might feel more sincere of not yeah. putting on the act or the facade right. of like, oh, no, everything's fine. You're just one of us and there's nothing weird and... Yeah, he's just like I'm gonna spend time with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you you can tell Brandon I think did a lot of research and consultation for those Relaine scenes, like how he yeah pulled it it's off. So like, clear reading his mm-hmm. point of view, you're like, oh, that would be so frustrating to be in his situation like that in the tower. Yeah, and then later, Oathbringer chapter fifty five. There's. Relaine sipped his drink and wished Renarin were here. The quiet, light-eyed man usually made a point of speaking with Relaine. So, it's like, it's that's very, cute. It's very that's sweet. Cute. Yeah. And, and then later in the same chapter, I think they're um, talking about how they're going to talk about Renarin because Bridgeforce is concerned because he's been reading and like hanging out with the scholars a bunch. Mm-hmm. And then Kaladin kind of defends Renarin and Relaine is like, yeah, like Renarin should be able to do whatever he wants. Like he kind of has this defensive. And then, he th- and then he thinks, oh, Kaladin's a good guy. So it's like, oh, <laughs> when Kaladin <laughs> defends Renarin, <laughs> he's a yeah. good guy. Yeah. So you, it's kind of interesting because these things, the hints that we now know are confirmed to be hints mm-hmm. that Brandon has sprinkled in here can just be like passed over so easily yeah. if you're not looking for them or if it's not like a special character for you. Like Alex, I know you like no- notice everything about Renarin. So, Ooh, so I, I do. Did, 
did anyone ship Relaine and Renarin before Rhythm of War? <sighs> I hadn't specifically. It was really the the moment of like Relaine becoming a corrupted truth watcher that I was like, oh, actually, if they're going to be like, you know, spending time together and learning these new powers, if, and especially like the fact that Renarin was the one who specifically chose Relaine, right. it's sort of, I mean, I think a lot of, uh, when, when you think about like shipping and stuff, it's a lot of looking at things in new contexts mm-hmm. and, uh, and that's kind of the fun of, of shipping of like, you can read a scene and it doesn't mean anything, or you can be looking for something and you can read it. And then it means lots of things of, you know, people who don't share your ship won't necessarily read things the way that, that yeah. you do. But if you, yeah. if you want something to be there, it can be there. And it was really cool of like, I, I think I said this when we were talking to Brandon, but I thought this was going to be one of those things where it's like, oh, this could be like a cool chemistry thing of like an interesting ship to, you know, maybe write fic about or people draw art. I didn't ever think it was going to be canon. I didn't think this was the kind of thing that like hit Brandon's radar of like, there's cool chemistry here. But no, he's just but, like, no, I intentionally yeah. did that. Uh, and he yeah. tried to make it more explicit in Rhythm of War. Uh, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. I feel a little forced. So I'll put it in the next one. Mm-hmm. To answer your question, Ian, like, I think for me, too, I didn't notice it my first read through. I but like went back and read and found it. And the, like the other thing I think that recontextualized it for me was Relaine's comments about not liking mate form in Rhythm of War. Mm. Because yep. I think so. <laughs> this is maybe a little slight digression, but one of the, I I'm not a huge Bridge 4 fan. Yes. As you said. <laughs> yeah. As yeah. I said. And one of the reasons is they kind of give me like a sports team vibe, like a very like straight male brotherhood, like mm. we're a <laughs> hockey team. Um, and not a Canadian so, for those who are not aware. Yeah, I'm Canadian. Yeah. Uh, so I probably have baggage about hockey teams. Um, but uh, the, so I don't think I was placing Relaine in like a, potentially queer space or thought process until that line about mate form. And then I started thinking about him a little differently. And then that was enough to like recontextualize some of these moments that he's had previously with someone like Renarin. And I think the Relaine uh, thing is he tried mate form, but it didn't work like he expected like, yeah it didn't go as expected which yeah. could mean a lot of different things yeah but it's very open to interpretation definitely yeah, yeah like people were thinking maybe mm-hmm. ace or queer like just a lot of different options uh but <laughs> definitely options definitely. now with that line yeah and sorry, no hate to any of our fans who are hockey players. I want to make that very <laughs> <laughs> That's a personal preference. It, it, it's no more that you just don't like allowed. sports movies. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. If, if you want, there's a video uh, before Rhythm of War, before video on this, that's Cosmere Beefs, one of the best ones to listen to. Check that one out. You'll, you'll get to hear episode. about uh, lots of our rants. And uh, honestly, I think I want to re-listen to that one. That's what I keep re-listening to because it's so good. Um, I also did not even consider them as a possibility in Oathbringer. But like reading through Rhythm of War, it's like, 
oh, like, this is interesting. And then, like, the end is like, oh, wait, like, this is actually kind of plausible. So it's like now looking back at, back at Oathbringer, seeing the breadcrumbs that Brandon had already started laying just makes the whole thing, like, pay off so much better. Yeah, it's kind of the best foreshadowing, right? Mm-hmm. For a thing yeah. where it's like, the breadcrumbs are there, you didn't catch it. Like, <laughs> not to get totally off task with Shalon, but it's like, I like it more now that I've picked up on more of the breadcrumbs from earlier, mm-hmm. like with uh, the Testament stuff. So that's mm-hmm. that's nice. I like yeah. that. And to me, it feels very in character for Relaine and Renarin to be two people where it takes time and getting yeah. to know each other before these things really start building and becoming obvious. I think if mm-hmm. if they saw each other and immediately were like, yes, I want to kiss that person or whatever, then, yeah. then that would not feel super in character with what right. we've seen of them so far. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I'm just thinking about like, how long this fandom has been around and like all the different shipping eras of various Renarin ships. (laughs) That's true. Oh boy. You you wouldn't, you didn't expect this one pre-words of Radiance. I didn't. Uh, Yeah, you read Way of Kings and I don't think anybody was shipping Shin the Parchment and (laughs) Renarin. No. No. Because it was kind of like Renarin Renard and Sh- Sh- Shalon got some. That was that was my ship that I kind yeah, of that was I you. captained that one of you know. And, and then, then great Renarin it, and Kaladin. Renarin and Kaladin was really the other very popular okay. ship in yeah. Uh, when we just had Way of Kings, and mm-hmm. I think Kaladin has definitely lasted a lot mm. longer and better than you know. I don't think Kaladin's going to go away just because. This, uh, that you know, that's not how shipping works. Um, yeah. Well, and uh, Renarin and Kaladin had that really beautiful moment with Moash that we talked about in the last yeah. episode. Yeah. Where the Renarin joining Bridge Four in Words yeah. of Radiance is like a wonderful. <laughs> Ooh, sorry, that was the moment that like. <laughs> I think there's a actually a line of me in Splintercast talking about like how cute that one, and I was like, I knew this book was going to be painful, but I didn't know it was going to make me ship Kaloran because like I would it's still very much been on the Shalarid train at that point. But how good the you audio know, like, quality I, is on those old Splintercasts? Oh, uh, they're <laughs> probably terrible. I've recorded those in like my college dorm room. Yeah. Like it was yeah. a while back. Mm-hmm. But. Like I've written Kaloran fic for my friends. It was never like my top top ship, but it's definitely I thought it was a, a cute cute relationship. <laughs> but I'm like I'm very starry eyed over Relaineran. Yeah, Ugh. like it it in shipping's obviously not. It doesn't not need to be about canon. It's it's just yeah. like exploring yeah. a world. Like if you're writing a fic, you're exploring a different possibility kind of like how brandon was saying how there's a, a bunch of different possibilities you know in a sense and he, he writes mm-hmm. the one that he thinks is best but you know go 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 write fix and explore a, a character's yep. dynamic because honestly we don't get too much of that in these books because there's this stuff going on a lot <laughs> of the time so if you want long scenes of people conversing but like yeah rain and renarin seems pretty good to me you know i i think there's also you know cool dynamics in terms of they're both very accomplished secret keepers 
you know, obviously yeah. Renarin has been uh, keeping lots of secrets from everyone around him because he's afraid that, you know, he's going crazy or he's becoming evil or can't let anybody know that his sprint is corrupted. You know, all of the Renarin things that are happening. But <laughs> like Relaine is a spy. Like he chose to infiltrate the war camps and spy on them and that's its own special skill set and deception and keeping secrets and, and they could he wasn't expecting to, Bridgeford to be nice to him and things like that they could grow closer as they share more secrets with each other and that's like oh yeah. the, these i can really trust you like oh yeah that that could be a good romance like just just reading about that yeah, yeah. that sounds good and and i also think it's interesting comparing Renarin's recommendation of Relaine as a, an enlightened truth watcher mm -hmm. to Kaladin's attempt at making Relaine a, a windrunner. Um, <laughs> yeah. The difference between Kaladin and Relaine Ren really explicitly. <laughs> yeah, how, how well they went over, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, like, Kaladin was kind of trying to force it and was like pressuring this windspren to accept mm -hmm. Relaine, mm -hmm. which Relaine didn't like. And I, I think I'll, if it's all right, I'll just read this yeah, go for um, it. part from uh, Rhythm of War. So he suggested you, Toomey said, talking about Renarin, and told our mother about you. He was right. Our bond will be strong and you will be wondrous. We are awed by you, Relaine, the bridger of minds. We are honored. And then Relaine thinks, honored, that felt good, to be chosen because of what he'd done. And I, I kind of... That's kind of the key difference, I think, is I think Renarin, because he spent time with Relaine one on one and has that kind of kindred spirit, mm. mm -hmm. he's he's not like, oh, I want you to have this because it's cool and we can fly together or whatever. <laughs> he's like, no, like, I actually think you have kind of what I have. And mm -hmm. and it's also not coercive, right? It's yeah. nothing in there saying to me was like blackmailed into bonding Verlaine. It's just like, here's so. this cool guy. Yeah. Check just, him out. Yeah. Renner Ren talked about how awesome Relaine is and then Toomey went and met Relaine and was like, yeah, Renarin was totally right. Yep. Like Relaine is great. Yep. Yeah. People have definitely talked about the sort of like, you know, narrative things like to happen in threes. Um and we kind of have a three uh rec a triple recurrence in the narrative of like Relaine almost getting a spren. And so yeah. the first mm. time we have this like very reluctant windspren who doesn't want to and is like digging in his heels and it's like that's not a great bond. And then we have the sibling and mm. you know that I, I know there's people out there who are sort of disappointed that Relaine didn't bond the sibling. They thought that was really the way that things should have gone. Mm -hmm. But you know I kind of feel like the sibling's interest in Relaine was just oh he's not human. And I don't mm, want a exactly. human. Yeah. And it, again, it wasn't really about who Relaine was as a person. It was just this status that he has as the weird one in the middle of not human, but not on Odium's the side. enemy's side. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then finally, we come around to Toomey, who, as we just read, is very enthusiastic about their bond and about who Relaine is. And like Relaine resonates with that of like, this is why I was picked. And that feels really good. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just, it's but, very well sculpted through yeah. the book. Yeah. And it plays into his whole arc, right? Of 
being defined as an individual rather than as like the like the human see him as like the singer and then like the singer see him as like the, the traitor or whatever right like yeah. he's yeah yeah thinking about like i can really see how the romance would work with like them sharing secrets and stuff and it's very interesting like plot wise in a way just like them uh growing together and learning more about their powers together as well mm-hmm. and just that i mean i i guess what this means is that renarin and relaine are gonna be be together is the wrong word but in the same location <laughs> so that something <laughs> could happen right because brandon's like yeah no it'll be more explicit in the next book i wanted to put it here i'll have more space to fit Hopefully. it in there but it's like um, we got 10 days i don't know how much development we got granted the book doesn't need to be 10 days long, but, you know. Who knows what it'll be. Yeah. Presumably, Renarin and Relaine will be in a similar location to discuss things and talk about, you know, what they do, um, differences between them, stuff with the rhythm of war. Like, a lot of good options for some interesting story and, and a pretty good romance, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I feel like the Blackthorn son being in a relationship with a singer is going to go a long way towards, like, normalizing relations somewhat. It might not work immediately, yeah. but like, long term. I, I was yeah. just like, ooh, that, uh, well, there. They'll they'll be outcasts together. <laughs> They're together. Yeah. Like that probably won't go great. Eventually. Yeah, eventually. Well, yeah. Eventually. I was just thinking that that made me think of like Adolin currently isn't in Erythera, which is kind of a shame because I really want a scene of mm. like Adolin finding out and being like the most supportive brother ever. <laughs> oh, he yeah. would. He would too. Uh you know he would be. But he'd also like, I feel like give because like the thing is like I feel like Adolin's got game, but like not the kind of game that like no Renarin and through. Relaine need. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He would not oh, give good advice it. for Renarin, to be honest. Like, Adolin knows how to get a first date really well. <laughs> Doesn't know how like to keep a lasting yeah. bond connection he kind of just bumbled into with shallan so I mean, isn't that how most relationships go it's like hey we bumbled into a long-term thing <laughs> wow that is crazy yeah. uh that's how oh, i man. feel at least um but talking about mm-hmm. the idea of like them being outcasts together i think this is part of what we're seeing with renarin you know it, it's frustrating that he was so off screen in rhythm of war <laughs> because i think what we're seeing with his character is Renarin really learning to embrace his outcast status. Yeah. In a way, like mm-hmm. when we start the books, he's so cripplingly insecure. Mm-hmm. And then he's afraid of any of his secrets coming out. And, you know, he doesn't know if anybody would understand. He he has the vision that like when Yasna finds out, she's gonna kill him. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, that's those are very good reasons not to tell people things. Yeah. Um but also wondering, like, is he a danger? And maybe he should be killed. Yeah, he doesn't uh, even is know. He doing the wrong thing by not telling anybody and putting his loved ones in danger. I love Renarin so much, guys. Yeah. But I think what, we're, what we see in Rhythm of War is he's starting to learn how important his powers are. Mm-hmm. And 
seeing that, you know, he can really be an asset to this. And, you know, we see a little bit in Oath where he's not afraid to start pursuing some of his interests in scholarship and, uh, you know, uh, Fabrials. And he kind of figures out that Arithuru is a Fabrial and that was pretty much exactly what happened. And so I think what he's seeing is being an enlightened truth watcher is such an outcast status in and of itself. I think part of maybe what drew him to Relaine is that Relaine was already an outcast and was becoming comfortable with it. And if you are then stepping into that role of being an enlightened truth, you're never going to be in the mainstream. They're always going to have people looking at you weird, wondering if you're secretly evil. And it, and I think Renarin recognized like, Relaine's already there. He's already dealing with all of that. He can. He's going to be able to handle this well. And we're going to be able to do this together because we both we both know what it is to be the weird outsider. And that's now going to be our strength that we're comfortable and we've learned how to navigate that Mm -hmm. and people have underestimated us. And now we're going to, you know, turn the tides of the war. Yeah, you're so right that he feels that Renarin seems a lot more secure a year later, like just that scene Mm -hmm. with Dalinar showing Dalinar like like, it's such a different Renarin than it is it really is like there there is a little bit of that still and like it like unsure of like what things mean and stuff but he does feel a lot more secure and things well and i i think he doesn't feel the need like he kind of talks about the difference between him and dalinar how they're both different than their peers but how dalinar kind of like makes himself fit in society or makes society (laughs) accept him and renarin doesn't think he'll ever be able to do that but Mm. kind of being at peace at the same time and there's this quote there from Gliss when they're talking about Sia Anat and says she creates in us a faction loved by neither men nor odium, no home, no allies. She might be destroyed by either. We will need more like you and like me together. So it's kind of setting up the corrupted truth watchers as others, like just by mm-hmm. their, mm-hmm. their status, right? The um, start of a new order in a sense. Yeah, really, but like, yeah, sort of. It it's kind of got the like the Breakfast Club like club of <laughs> outcasts. Well, and that's something that Bridge Four had going for it, and I think the Bridge mm-hmm. Four viewpoints in Oathbringer did really well, is showing how each member of Bridge Four is kind of an outcast in their own way, mm-hmm. and then yeah. Renarin and Relaine are like kind of the extra <laughs> extra very outcast thinking about that like because we, we touched on this in the last episode of like yeah why it's we've only seen corrupted truth watchers mm-hmm. it's because the misprint are the most willing right mm-hmm. and i wonder if it's because like because of this outcast status it's like the truth watchers are the order that would be most okay with that like they're the most outcast ish already because like windrunners like are part are so integrated with each other that like mm-hmm. a singular corrupted windrunner like wouldn't succeed as a windrunner because like because they'd be outcast like they couldn't connect yeah. lower c maybe big c who knows, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> like the rest of the order 
Like, I wonder what the regular truth watchers think about. Mm. Do they know about Renarin and will they know about Relaine? Mm. I mean, I, I almost wonder, like, how public is Renarin's status? Like, we know his family knows. Mm-hmm. It appears that, you know, people in our inner circle of the cast do, but is he more widely known as that I his think- friend is not normal and, and things like this? I think it's Navani says something about that at the beginning, doesn't she? Because she's like, oh, like, I'm stressed about Renarin and his corrupted spren. And I think it's something along the lines of the inner circle knows, but it might get out sooner or later. And yeah. she's like worried about that. It's all she I've- says is, um, uh, let's see, the ball of light was bright blue. Um, part of Navani felt it should be read to reveal the true nature of the spren that hid inside Renarin. Avoid spren, or at least an ordinary spren corrupted to the enemy's side. None of them knew what to do about that fact, least of all Renarin. And later on, it's mentioned that they had managed to recruit several standard tooth watchers um, and going into like how Renarin's illusion is different than theirs. But it's not clear how wide none of us know. Yeah. I'm also thinking like the moment where they're choosing who's going to be going to, is it lasting integrity? Lasting integrity. Is that the one? Yeah. 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 All of the high sprint or not high sprint, all the honor sprint, (laughs) like Citadels all sound the same, (laughs) but yeah. When, when, you know, they're, they're discussing like, Oh, maybe we should have a truth watcher go and people are like, Oh, maybe not Renarin though. And I'm, Mm, is that like a very public decision of like everybody realized Renarin would not be a good choice there or my opinion is that if you're testing the truth watcher abilities like at least some of the truth watchers know about Renarin being weird like they would have talked they would have experimented and made sure that Renarin definitely could not do this right so well and if like we were talking in the last episode about Truth watchers are really good at figuring out secrets as mm. an order. Yeah. They yeah. they may have just sort of ferreted it well, out. And themselves. also wouldn't like the spread be like, yeah, that that other spread, that's kind of weird. <laughs> like, I think the spread would figure it out pretty quick, right? Okay. It's just it's an interesting dynamic that we really don't get to see much about like how Renarin relates to the other radiance mm. with his Condition is that the right With enlightenment? The, the mysterious other truth watcher that is never named. Uh, <sighs> yeah, that it really bothers me that we got a mysterious other truth watcher mentioned, and then it's like, and we're gonna send the stump who you've already met. I'm like, <laughs> I don't have a problem with the stump, but I want to know about this other truth watcher, Brandon. And I, I do think that if the truth watchers and the misprint are the most willing to be enlightened, then maybe they're also the ones who would care the least about finding out about someone being enlightened. Yeah. Like the, like the misprint are inherently yeah. like the most mm-hmm. chill with it. Yeah. It like maybe the other truth watchers know, but like, it's not as big a deal to them as it would be to other people finding out. Mm. Yeah. 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 It's kind of one of their little secrets that they keep. Yeah. Until the right right time to reveal. Yeah, which like I wonder if because it, it's really not something Brandon touched on at all in Rhythm of War. So I'm wondering if he was saving it for book five, exploring it with Lane. 
And now there's an equal number of corrupted truth watchers to normal truth watchers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it, it, yeah, it's interesting thinking about like the next book because obviously Renarin's going to get a book in the back five yeah. that's mm-hmm. going to have flashbacks. And like, so maybe. So curious. Well, yeah. some of those flashbacks I'm guessing will be when he's quite a bit younger and we'll probably see, you know, Gliss and him meeting. But I'm yeah. kind of hoping there'll also be some like, because I think we're going to miss some of the relationship formation. Mm. Just, mm. you know, especially oh, if like this... we get flashbacks for stuff that's after where we are in the books right now. Yeah. Or or like uh-huh. during, yeah. like, yeah, some... like during the time skip. Yeah. Things that Cause... Renarin experienced, but we're like, man, we would have loved to see a Renarin viewpoint <laughs> like we could get. Yeah. Because, well, like some of Venley's <clears throat> flashbacks, for example, were during previous books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so I think that'd be cool to see some like Relainer and <laughs> relationship formation happening. Mm-hmm. Um, or like Battle of Narak. Especially, especially if the next book actually only happens in 10 days. Like I know Brandon said we're going to get something. I'm not anticipating it's going to be like... Like, I'm guessing it'll be, like, a couple of scenes. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's actually something I'm uh, a little worried about because we're not going to get too much of that relationship developing. And and then we have a 10, 15-year time jump. Then either the relationship has worked or it hasn't. Like, that's that's how it's going to be, right? And so... Book 5 just takes, like, a hard swerve into the romance genre, actually. (laughs) (laughs) What it uh, is. That's that's what we have look. Time. We still need we still need to find someone for Kaladin. It's just uh, <laughs> yep. It's just all appearing up all of the rest of the characters. Yep. But like with this being the first like point of view character, uh, non hetero relationship, right? Like you you want that to be done well. So I'm I am a touch worried about the time jump because. You don't want that to feel cheap, but I think Brandon will not make it cheap. You know, like, but like the flashbacks yeah. could help with that, you know? Man, thinking about yeah. Renard flashbacks, I am so curious when he and Gliss bonded. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know yeah. when it happened. I mean, yeah. Like, was that something that was new in Words of Radiance? Or has this been going on for a long time? Like, yeah. Did he know that he maybe had powers when he rushed out to fight the Chasm Fiend way back in book Whoa, one? Like one of the first I would scenes dig that. that. I would dig like, that. That's so like it could just recontextualize so many things. Or like did we he know rush for out sure he, he saw something. Did like he, he rush saw out that he like stuck? someone was gonna die and he wanted to prevent it or something. Maybe. Yeah, I could dig that. Like we we know it's happening in words of radiance from the start because he like winces when he takes the shard blade yeah but yeah. before like was it in way of kings i don't know well i mean you know, I, there's, there's not really any way to tell by by that analysis like i mean he got the shard blade pretty early in words of radiance and words of radiance mm-hmm. happens right after way of kings so like i feel like it had to have happened in right. way of kings or if not a little bit before so i really like the theory that you know, he like really wouldn't know any idea, but like he saw like 
Elhakar or Dalinar dying or something, and he's like, no, I gotta do something. And we see it from Dalinar's point of view. I'm like, dude, what are you doing, Renarin? Like, you should not be doing that. And I got an old, old wob back in the Way of Kings Only days that said that Renarin sees a spren that no one else sees, which people took as, like, he's going to be a radiant later. Mm. But did Brandon mean that that was happening during Way of King? Like, I don't know. It's just, we don't. And Ugh, I'm so curious about the flashbacks. And I wonder, in so in Rhythm of War, do we get Relaine swearing any oaths? Like, did he say any words or? I think um, Relaine says the first oath. Or yeah, he's at least, like, Toomey tells him to say the words. Yeah. Yeah. Says, yeah. Journey before. But I, so I think what Relaine's viewpoint might bring to it too is because like Renarin has progressed some amount probably. He has a blade. (laughs) (laughs) Presumably. Who knows? Maybe in the flashbacks we'll get to see some of those oaths. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, but hopefully with Relaine we'll get to start to see some of that happening as well next book before the time jump because I'm also assuming after the time jump Relaine will have progressed somewhat mm-hmm. in his mm-hmm. yeah. radiant progress. I was just thinking about Renarin's progression, and but we, we don't even know. I feel like we can't even say for sure if he is at the point where he could get shard plate, but like we don't even know how shard plate would work for him or if it's possible for him to have yeah. shard plate without like a bunch of corrupted spread. So like, I think we talked, it's really hard to say. We mentioned it, but we didn't really go in any detail about it last, uh, in mm. the last episode about shard plate. But yeah, like, would you need regular, whatever the regular plate spread would be for the truth watchers or would it need, would they all need to be corrupted? Like what is up with that? I don't know. Or yeah. could, does it have to be either or? Could you have a mix? You don't know. Yeah, that's that's true. Like, it, it is interesting, that connection to both honor and odium, right? That, like, a, a lot of things are similar. You say the same first ideal, right? Like, mm-hmm. that yeah. matters, right? Yeah. So it could be that it, it's both. But actually kind of like the idea of, like, Renarin's plate being a mix of, like, enlightened spren and normal spren almost in like i wonder if it would have like a visual effect because we know we know like renarin's blade has like a a wavy pattern in it and i've always assumed that's kind of like you guys know like damascus steel where it has almost like tree ring bands in it it Mm. sort of looks like like i almost wonder if that's part of gliss's dual nature expressing itself in the appearance of his sword when he summons it like that kind of be a cool detail it would look really cool if you had like a whole suit of armor with the like watery damascus steel sort of vibe that'd be cool shard plate mm-hmm. i was wondering what truths renarin would be speaking right because like as we said last time the lightweavers i speak my truth and truth watchers i will seek the truth right and so yes. that's a very interesting dichotomy so i just wonder what truths he is seeking right i i don't know if he's the truth watcher ideal structure is well that's certainly true individualized truth. Yeah. I think yeah yeah it's likely that they have a like set number of o's that are about seeking 
absolute truth or right. something mm-hmm. rather than being individualized. And and like who knows how enlightening changes oaths like at least first ideal it's the same mm-hmm. but like there there could be some variance I don't know. I I want to say we have a wall where someone asked about that. And I feel like that would just be raffled straight up. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I I have one here. I think it comes from the um, Knights Radiant quiz. Mm. The ten orders of the Knights Radiant. That's the quiz, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Um, it's we got from this like silly online quiz, but it's canon. So yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. So it says truth watchers are more concerned with the fundamental truths of the universe mm-hmm. and whether or not those in power are being truthful with the people they lead. So that's almost more like, like, I wonder, like, for example, could something like Renarin discovering the true nature of Eurythru as like a Fabriel mm. be... Yeah one of his oaths like like if the truth watcher was but then we always have to divide between like what is the truth watcher and and what's yeah and like what's going on with these two him discovering the gem archive i think he said he saw it in a vision but that's also very truth watchery to find a secret yeah right yeah okay so i i I found the wob i was thinking of Mm -hmm. Because of Gliss's corrupted nature as a spren of Sia Anat, does that mean Renarin swearing different ideals than the mainstream Truth Watcher ideals? And Brandon said, um, I'll raffo that for now, but there will definitely be some differences. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. That's, yeah. that's not terribly surprising. So, yeah. And so, but it, it might be a, a similar but parallel mm. vein, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm guessing it's not like, totally different than what the other truth watchers do yeah. but maybe just mm-hmm. and the second thing i wanted to say was i don't think truth watchers speak external truths in the way you were talking about because everything we've seen about the ideals and how they works is like an internal personal journey mm-hmm. and so i just mm-hmm. don't see like using like oh the the Eritheo is a fabriel as like yeah. being something related to any kind of like personal journey or mm-hmm. growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's I'm just like thinking about Venli's truth and has that's she's like she needs to free people and needs to want to free people. So like maybe Renarin's is like maybe a second ideal. And again, yes, the enlightenment is is weird and different. Mm-hmm. But like one could be that like instead of like hiding it away uh i need to discover the truth yeah uh, or, or so- something like that it it could be something where like you know we talked about a lethe society doesn't really support men becoming scholars unless they're like ardent so hmm. maybe it's something where he needs to accept like okay i'm going to pursue this scholarship that i'm interested in despite like what the people around me think hmm. There's a there's a really interesting dynamic with that that I think it's like Yasna's point of view where she sees him like in doing scholarly things. Yeah, that's Oathbringer, right? Yeah. She's like you're going she's like just thinking to herself internally, you're going to have to choose, cousin. Like it's not going to work for you to keep 
vacillating between these worlds. And I, I think in this point, Yasma's wrong. I think what we're seeing is Renarin is choosing that he can do his own thing and doesn't necessarily have to follow what society... And I, I, I think this is kind of a theme with Renarin a lot because we hear Rock t- talk to him about it too, of, you know, you can just be Renarin Colon and this isn't a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, all of these expectations that right. society has had for him that he has felt in his life he's not living up to i think a lot of his internal journey i would not be surprised if his oaths had something to do with you know he doesn't have to fit the mold that society has said Mm -hmm. he doesn't have to think that he's a failure for not fitting that mold Mm -hmm. and i think with the way that we're seeing him in like rhythm of war i i would not be surprised if there's an oath around that that he has said that oath and made that progress because we do see a a different renarin yeah agreed Mm -hmm. and to bring things a little full circle is that idea of like he can just be himself is mm-hmm. the relaying chapter that we talked from Oathbringer that we talked about at the beginning. Relaying felt embarrassed for them. They were mm-hmm. simply too concerned about what a person should and shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. It was because they didn't have forms to change into. <sighs> yeah. If Renarin wanted to be a scholar, let him be a scholar. Yeah. yeah. I and- I can definitely see some kind of truth watcher oath being like i will seek the truth even if people judge me for it or something like that and that i i like that grace because as we said on the last episode with the truth watchers being kind of a more secretive order that kind of fits with that but i was like yeah no i'm gonna discover the truth even if you don't want me to you know Mm -hmm. and just like yeah i'm not gonna write about that because none of you jerks want to hear it so i'll just we'll just keep it here <laughs> like that seems to fit in my brain you know yeah i do want to like part of what makes me so excited um about renner and and relaine uh specifically uh beyond just like having more or some queer representation canonically in the books yeah and then his characters is the like the thematic synergy there because like Renarin kind of has this, you know, coming out journey with his corrupted tooth, right? right? Like, like he's like scared of what his family is going to think. And he's like, you could take it it metaphorical, but like, he's worried (laughs) his family's going to kill him. And then, (laughs) um, and then uh, in rhythm of war, you get his family's reactions and it's kind of like, Oh, we don't under like we love you still, but we we're still uneasy about this, yeah. and we don't quite understand it. Mm. And you have that from Navani, and then like the scene with Dalinar, where he's like, "Well, like, you know, Sianat is an unmade, and we know the unmade are bad." And yeah, Renarin's like, "Well, you haven't met all the unmade, like, if you have to you know? accept me, and, like, then you gotta accept all of them." Well, yeah, 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 yeah. And so there's a lot of like these things through here that I think are really relatable to like people who have gone through that experience as mm-hmm. a like queer person or yeah. in other contexts. And yeah, it's good synergy, so, but thematically, yeah, you're totally right. And, and well, and also like the feelings of otherness and then like accepting your otherness, like it, it's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, if Brandon pulls it off right again, I know we're a little nervous maybe about it, but it it could be really good. Yeah. I think I think he wants to get it right, you know? Like yeah. he I yeah. think he knows 
because he's been saying for a long time that he's like wanted to do this, but he's just like, I just don't feel like I can do that well, right? And if he's setting this up and he's and he's comfortable even saying that it's a thing that Renard had a crush and it's Relaine, yeah, I think he feels confident now, you know, which yeah. makes sense over the last ten years. Uh that yeah. you know, you, you get a lot better and. You know, yeah, things of uh, queer representation are man. Like thinking about 2011 and 2010 compared with now for queer representation yeah. and the discourse about that is it's very different. So mm-hmm. yeah, so I think I think Brandon is well aware that it's uh, it's high stakes, but he has to do it, and that's great. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm I'm wondering. I mean, it's so hard to say, but like in back half, I'm so excited to see Renarin be just like very confident in yeah. what he's doing and just being his own version of a badass, right? Like that yeah. is going to be awesome. Yeah. But well, yeah. And w- the way Brandon has kind of hinted at it is that the like young cast is going to be like, like the whoever survives right <laughs> yeah like kaladin renarin adolin shallan like that crew are going to be like the dalinar navani mm-hmm. type level figures. type figures of the back half and so yeah like seeing Ren- renarin in that role and potentially relaine as well as like the more experienced like seasoned radiance yeah it's, it's gonna be interesting and I, I feel like their relationship, like even if it doesn't work out finally, will pop up in the back half. Mm-hmm. Bec- like, well, through not just through Renner and flashbacks, but there's going to be a bit of catch up he's going to have to do because we're going to find these characters oh. in places mm-hmm. that are different than where we left them. Yeah, and so right, right, right. there's got to be I some prose my- that's like a first book of a new learning curve. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah, new new learning curve or like we'll start a book thing. It's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Especially if you know Brandon is a introducing a new main cast of characters and then also trying to catch us up on where our old cast of yeah, characters right. have ended up. Like that's a that's a difficult writing act to juggle. I do not envy yeah. it. Well, and I was wondering that too, like. Is when he says new cast of characters, is it just going to be like characters who were present before but just weren't prominent? Like Lyft, like I'm assuming Lyft is going to be a major character in the back half. I mean, it feels like if she's book six, then that she's like the new Kaladin in a sense, right? Like, very important, like to the degree that Kaladin is important in this first half, almost. But it's like, you know, Lyft's like core team, like, are they those all going to be newbies or are we going to get some like other younger people we've seen i, I don't oh. know yeah it's aiden <laughs> i was gonna say i was gonna say uh, rock's son seems very oh, fond of like yeah. Cord? oh yeah yeah cord would be great mm-hmm. um gox is like actually prime mm-hmm. of azir grown up ruling Ooh, yeah yeah that would be that's <laughs> very cool for like left book yeah cool character or yeah Gavinor and Oridin definitely. Mm-hmm. I do fun. think we're gonna have new people though. I don't think everybody yeah. who's gonna be like our main cast in the back five will be yeah. people we 
already heard of. Like we've seen so little of like Western Roshar, right? Like Eerie and Rira. Yeah, yeah. So like we, I mean, yeah. obviously with Lyft's flashbacks, mm-hmm. we will get Ral Elarim stuff. Uh, yep. But it's, it's interesting to think about. Like things are it's, like what the back half's going to be. It's interesting to me that we're talking about Renarin's arc sort of moving towards him like being an outsider. You know, there's this death rattle that I have always Ooh, believed right, refer go. to Renarin's future. <laughs> let's go. It is. He must pick it up the fallen title, the tower, the crown, and the spear. And I have always believed that that is referring to back five Renarin. Huh. Be nice. interesting. Yeah, that one, that's been a weird death rattle for a mm-hmm. long time. Oh my gosh. If, if Dalinar, like, dies or ascends or something uh-huh. and is no longer occupying the role that Dalinar currently occupies in the back five. What if Renarin became like king of Erythru or like of the, like I know Navani has a special connection with Erythru now, but like <laughs> we're not not like that connection, but like in terms of like like a leader among the Radiance. I I think he it's likely he would become a leader among the Radiants. I think at this point, Nav- uh, Navani is queen of Erythiru. Yeah. Yes. Dalinar is king. Yeah. Yeah. I would think more Adolin would be a king of Erythiru. Uh, like, I. Kingship once already, though. Well, the thing that and... I want to see is, like, if Dalinar is not accessible, like, with Adolin's arc, I want to see him be a leader. Because he's kind of... Yeah. I mean, a, a little bit, but, like, be, like, a very prominent leader. And seeing that leadership without Dalinar, like, breathing over his neck constantly, like, is going to be very yeah. interesting. So I would want to see that. Um, and I see that more coming out, like Adolin being like the leader of the Alethi. Oh, okay, sure, 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 sure. Y- you know, yeah. Whereas, like, especially like we don't know if Adolin's gonna become a radiant, but what that even means, right? Or what that even means, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas Renarin taking more of a leadership role, even mm-hmm. among Team mm-hmm. Radiant, could be interesting. Or being a leader of the corrupted radiants. Like, yeah, 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 like that could be a lot more prominent in the back half, right? Yeah, well, and Gliss doesn't say we need one more. We need a lot like he more. says we need more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that like other orders, I think. Yeah, need yeah. to have. Yeah. I don't know that we're yeah. ever going I'm, to get Renarin in like a a wide leadership capability because I just don't. I don't necessarily see that as what he is drawn to do. Mm-hmm. But I, I I wouldn't mind seeing him as like the leader of uh the sort of enlightened truth watcher faction. Cause I think I he's always gonna be quiet and he's always gonna be uncomfortable with, you know, lots of attention, I think. So but like I see it as like less that he's a leader and that he's bossing everyone around or like but he's someone whose wisdom is sought. Yeah. And like, yeah. how do we guide going forward? I, I'm imagining a leader who, like, you'd sit at the table, lots of other people are talking, he's not talking. 
But when he starts to talk, everyone else shuts up to hear what he has to say or something like that. Like, I could yeah. very well see that where, you know, he has the ultimate say, but he'll he'll let the other people chat for a while. Uh, and then it's like, yeah. well, not even it, that the ultimate say. It's just that his words have such a weight. Sure. I, I sorry. I mean, like, if he was a leader, I think it would be more a leader, like, like I said. But yeah, if he was not like a widespread leader, then yeah, I totally agree. There's a really wonderful line. I want to say it's in Way of Kings, where it says like Renarin had a habit of doing that, of like felling a conversation, like an archer fells soldiers on the mm. battlefield. Mm. Yeah, like, he'll just say something that cuts to the heart of what we were talking about, and that's that and i yeah. i did love that little line it's a renard is very characterized in way of kings people yeah. back then did not understand why i loved him so much i'm like he's not in much of the book but the parts that he's there it's like true. it's poignant yeah. you can figure out who renard was yeah in way of kings you didn't know all the secrets but in terms of his personality and like what he was struggling with it was there i was right i knew it he's wonderful <laughs> For Renarin as a leader, we've talked about last episode, the connection on the chart between the Truth Watchers and the Bondsmiths. And unless like Sia'anot somehow becomes a Bondsmith's friend, we're not going to see corrupted Truth Watchers, but we might see other orders. And, or not, we won't see corrupted Bondsmiths. Mm. And so if, if there is some sort of distinction between corrupted radiance and regular radiance, they might look towards the truth watchers for that sort of similar guidance. Mm, okay. Yeah. The, this conversation about Renarin and being like either a leader or kind of like leader adjacent, like behind the scenes, also bring, bring, brings me back to that scene with Dalinar where he's saying like I'll never be like I'm kind of reversing myself now but <laughs> the scene with Dalinar where he's like I'll never be like Dalinar because Dalinar forces the world to accept him and I'm never gonna be like that and I kind of wonder too if the corrupted truth watchers might be like a like a Cassandra of Troy type group where like their words have weight and like are correct but aren't as trusted as they should be or aren't as mm, yeah. accepted by the other orders as they, they should be. It, it Possibly. could be very interesting. Mm. Mm -hmm. Another thing I really want to see more of in Renarin's flashbacks is his relationship with his mom. Yes. Oh yeah. That's yeah, for that, sure. Yeah. I feel like there's so much of, who both like, I think we'll get to see some of like her influence on Adolin too. Mm -hmm. Um, but, you know, Dalinar was so absent from so much of their childhood. Yeah. And, you know, even what little we got of who she was as a person, like we can see that influence that she had on both of her sons. And uh, I think it'd just be really, really nice, really sweet. Maybe find out when he got her chain that he carries around all the time. That's, That's true. so yeah. important. Mm -hmm. Oh, I want to see... Renarin and Yasna as children because yes. Yes. obviously at the end of Oathbringer they are very close and they yeah. spent a lot of time together but I feel like that's not something that was super strongly indicated before that ending mm -hmm. of Oathbringer mm -hmm. and I think mm -hmm. going back and sort of seeing what that was like for them and them actually spending time together would 
just like retroactively maybe even make that scene even better mm-hmm. yeah and that has a lot of synergy because yasna is supposedly like book 10 right so if like mm-hmm. yasna is like much more of the prominent viewpoint character than like that also characterizes yasna so like yeah. i i could see like something i mean you could you could do both of these things you could have a scene with Evie, young Renarin, and young Yasna. We we could get all all this in a nice uh, flashback in one of Renarin's first flashbacks, perhaps like that. Mm. That could be really good. And small small Adel- Adelin as well. Because yep. <laughs> like th- there is a bit of a time like age gap between because like yeah, Yasna there is. is like thirty four, something like that. Yeah. Narn is 20. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, by the time Renarin is a person, like, she's, like, an adult adolescent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I kind of, like, I'm not sure if we'll get a lot of Yasna Renarin content specifically. Mm-hmm. My reading of that scene was more that they were kind of kindred spirits and mm-hmm. more that like less they have this like significant history together or were close, but that they recognized mm-hmm. some similarities between each other. Um, mm. Yeah. Cause Yasna was like, sort of an outcast for a while. Like she, she had headed by force of will. Whatever but. her madness was uh, in yeah, her child. Right. And that's a mystery. Uh, and I mean, she yes, still has madness. outcast status as like a professed atheist yeah. in the world. Mm-hmm. I think the difference is that Yasna has made herself an outcast in a way that she's still able to command a lot of respect. Yeah. And that's not something Renarin was able to do necessarily. I think that's why, even though they do share these similarities, Yasna's solutions don't necessarily work for Renarin, even though I think she has good intentions of like, this is, you know, she thinks this is what he needs to do to figure out how to be happy. And I, I don't, I just, I think it worked for her, but I don't think it's what he needs. Yasna is very similar to Dalinar in the sense of she might be an outcast, but she's going to force the world to like <laughs> view her yep. the way she wants. Absolutely. I was just going to say that, Grace. Yeah, like she takes the Dalinar approach. But I think once like Yasna gets past some of her hangups, like she's going to be one of like the most fervent supporters of the Corrupted Truth Watchers. Like once she like understands like what Renarin and Relaine are, I think that is going to resonate with the outcast part of Yasna. Yeah. That makes sense. I just love her scenes and Oathbringer with him, like after the reveal where they're running together and she's just like, you are a radiant. You can do this. You just believe in yourself. And she's right there. And it's, it's, you know, she is such a fervent supporter of him immediately. Mm -hmm. She made that choice. Yeah. As soon as the choice is made, she's like, Nope, you're my cousin. You're a fellow radiant. We're going to do this together. I'm not going to let you slow down. We're going. You're going to keep and, up and you're capable of it. And revealed such a core character trait of Yasna that wasn't necessarily apparent before because she comes off as so cold and mm. like logical. Her love for her family trumps everything. Yep. Oh, yeah. You know, like, yeah, 
like she will oh man Arjun Arjun's gonna hear this and be so mad that he left because he thought we were just doing Renarin and Elena's session <laughs> we, 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 we can talk we can tell him we talked about shard plate and we talked about Yasna yeah we're, we're theorizing about back half like, about oh, back yeah. half yeah. missed out yeah. Like there's this implication about the the void binding chart, if it's void oh, binding, even boy, the, the like void whatever binding. that even means. But like it's an interesting like new thing, and how that's going to be relevant in the back half, and man, back half's going to be crazy. It's going to be okay. Real what crazy. if uh, what if back half Renarin? He's like fully grown into his scholarship, and he's like learning and searching for answers about void binding. It'd be super cool. That, that'd be yeah. great to have that word in text that's not of in the Arts Arcanum. Yeah. That'd be cool. It's the deep fundamental truth that he seeks. It must. Yeah. 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 I would love to know. I mean, I remember like the first fanfic I ever wrote about Renarin was like he was secretly learning to read at night and like pursuing scholarship in secret. I was like, that's where he's oh, going. Yeah. I was right about it. Well, and now that Relaine is on a similar path, like we might get like, like I, I'm just thinking of the Tindwill Sazed research project yeah. scenes yeah. and how that developed their relationship. How scholarly um, do we feel Relaine is? Good question. I feel or like does he have a gotten a chance to see yeah yet. yeah i really haven't because like renarin <laughs> at least enjoys that right we we there mm-hmm. there are clues to that but yeah. like that really hasn't come up with relaine yeah we've we've seen relaine as like a member of like fighting a war and he didn't really have a ton of choice in what he had to do he was a good spy so he like went and acted as a spy mm. we haven't really gotten to and then in Erythiru, sort of conforming to the expectations of you know being the only singer there the good singer and i i don't know if we've really had a chance to see like what would relaine choose to do without these expectations put on him yeah i don't think like being a spy is that dissimilar to being a good truth watcher. Like, we, I think we might be getting a little hang up, hung up on how Renarin is seeking the truth, which is probably through scholarship. Like, Relaine might seek truth a entirely different way, like through like infiltrating. Like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what spies do. You're right. Well, and. The Truth Watcher part of the Radiant Quiz, I think, says something about that, too, how some Truth Watchers are like investigative reporters, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah. Um, but it, it would be interesting, I guess, too, to have Relaine explore a different side of that. I bring it up for the Truth Watchery aspect, but what I was actually interested in is how, like, Renarin and Relaine's... Uh, interactions would work how that relationship itself would work uh and so that that's just interesting because like i don't feel like relaine is super into the like scholarship stuff like renarin is and so i don't know if that would be like tension but like they could be very complementary in a sense like renarin could be more the 
the book smarts and relaying more of the street smarts in a sense, in, in a way, right? Like that could be very mm-hmm. complimentary, could be a source of conflict, perhaps. Mm-hmm. It also makes me wonder about some of the, like the listener culture around pairs and, mm. you know, are, are Relaine and Renard, you know, is Relaine expecting <laughs> if you're in a relationship together, are they going to be like, a war pair at times or a scholar pair at, at other times, you know, that's yes. a, that's an interesting dynamic of like, there's, we know some cultural stuff about that, of mm-hmm. the way that the listeners do things. Once mates. Yeah. Yeah. But we also have the like Vorin relationship pairs is a very different type of pair, but it's still, <laughs> yeah, that's true. like, that's true. it still has an emphasis on like, these two people in a relationship are a team and have like mm-hmm. complementary skill sets true. and work together. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. That's, That's both very life. cool things that I hadn't thought of. It just makes. Yeah. The listeners so do like, cute. we are doing the same role together and the Vorns do like, we're doing very different roles together. And yeah. I wonder if there's going to be like, mm. you know, relationship negotiation around that. Well, That's- it's also like an intercultural mm relationship too so they'll well a so like it's kind of cool because they're going to be able to create their own pairing and norms because none of their their cultural norms apply to them because a it's um you know a human and a a listener so Mm -hmm. they can't do exactly that and then also like as a same-sex pairing at least on the alethi side they can't do the traditional male female roles Mm. Mm -hmm. because neither of them fit that right so they can kind of pick their own and make their own thing which is Mm. it's really cool but the idea of them is a little scholar pair (laughs) i would (laughs) love to see a relaying viewpoint if they need to like they have to take the field together at some point right like on battle and and then relaying's just like it's a little like a war pair i'm like yes that's that (laughs) listener lore that but nice little tidbit Mm, i like that but has the lane seen venarin in combat before because Mm. like venarin can get kind of reckless yeah Mm. i mean i think the the times that we've seen renarin in like actual combat is really just the end of oathbringer otherwise we see him rushing into fights a lot (laughs) yeah relaine would 100 percent be like the voice of reason like no don't rush don't let yourself get crushed to death just even though you know you heal like don't do that that's a bad idea like i've i can 100 percent see lane as like the more cautious kind of voice of reason with them and being like maybe take it easy a little bit but like i don't think relaine is going to find that out until they get reached combat yeah i agree yeah yeah that's going to be music. That, that is interesting, right? Because, you know, you think, oh, Renarin's the quiet, cautious one. But no, he totally will jump into battle if he thinks he, that it's the right thing to do, right? Like, that, he he's totally quiet. He's quiet for a colon, but he's still yeah, a colon. Right? Right. I, I think there's, there's a part of Renarin that has just resented the fact that everyone's like, you're too weak. Sorry. Stay back with the women and and things like that and he you know just like pushed against those boundaries for so long of like 
I, I, you know, he's like, I just want to do something useful. Even if it kills me, it'd be worth it just to be useful in some way at the start. And, and we see that at the start of in way of Kings. And then we see it when he jumps into the duel and, you know, people have critiques of these moments of like, what did he think he was going to do? He was useless. He was just a distraction. He should have stayed out. He shouldn't have done anything. And it's like, it's not about that. It's that like tantalizing idea of it's something he's never been able to have. And he thinks if he could just have it for a moment, it'd be worth it. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he's got radiant powers and it's like, you can have it now. You can go into battle. You have a shard blade. You have shard plate. I think, I don't, does he still have Dalinar's plate? I don't know if he gave that up. But That is unclear, honestly. I have to go back and look. But yeah, remember. like there's been a part of Renarin that's been desperate to be able to do these things for so long. And that like shy, quiet, always in the background, like that's part of his personality too. But yeah, it's he's been like this been there he's he's gonna be important really important yeah that brings up an interesting point or i guess hope i have for their relationship is i really hope relaine doesn't fall into the roles that dalinar and adolin tend to take with renarin of like that kind of overprotective trope Mm. because i think renarin has had enough of that Mm. (laughs) you know Mm-hmm. like uh, I, I love like the idea of them like protecting each other and watching each other's backs but i just i hope it's in a less overbearing way or dismissive um you know like mm-hmm. adolin and dalinar love renner and a lot but they can both be a little like dismissive or mm-hmm. like underestimate yeah. him condescending is the word i'm looking mm-hmm. for i think I, I think Relaine has been on the other side of that condescension enough to know how to be like, maybe you should be a little more cautious without it coming across that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And or like knowing how to back Renarin up when he's mm-hmm. reckless in a way yeah. that is both supportive and protective. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think Brandon has kind of I think Brandon's clocking that even like from the beginning. I'd I'd be surprised if he if he got that one wrong. Just, you know, even the, the one of the first times we hear wit at the party with, you know, questioning Renarin and having the nothing ridiculous scene and Dalinar jumps in with like why you need to stop teasing him. You need to stop making fun of him. And wit's like, "No, you don't you don't get it. I'm this is what he needs. I'm helping him, you know." I I, I think he says something like I save my mockery or no Dalinar tells him to save his mockery for those who deserve it and Wit says something like those the people who deserve it are the ones who can like benefit from it mm-hmm. um, and like, like, he'll, like that one is stronger than you think yeah that one's stronger than you give him credit for yeah like I can just totally <laughs> see like Renarin wants to do thing and Relaine's like like not telling him not to do it, but more like, okay, let's talk about how to do this. You yeah. know, like it's not dismissive, but more just like, okay, yeah, let's do that. But let, let's make sure we think about this like fully and stuff. Like I can totally yeah. see like that sort of support where it's not dismissive, just supportive. But it's it's going to be so cool to have them discover their powers together and like 
Renarin telling Relaine about like things he's learned about the powers, which is like yeah, clearly a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And so Renarin is less alone. Relaine's less alone uh, mm-hmm. because of that gives him a very nice way to talk. I keep forgetting to say this, but when you say that that chapter where Renarin goes and sits with Relaine, mm-hmm. it's called Alone Together. Ugh. And it's just like, how did we not see this ship coming? <laughs> like that's like the, the shippiest uh, chapter that, title. That, that's a very shippy chapter title. <laughs> you gotta be honest there. Yeah. Yep. Oh man. The uh uh Adolin that took everybody by surprise that wasn't foreshadowing. <laughs> like this took everybody by surprise and it was foreshadowed. Yeah. It makes me thinking about like their relationship too i know there's cute fan art of this already but it makes me wonder about like how is there an ability for the humans to learn the rhythms at all to learn how to hear hear them to be able to try to talk you know with the rhythms in the way that that the listeners do and you know, I feel like we see hints with with Rock, with Lunamore, being able to like, every so often the human characters are like, I can almost hear like a faint beat off in the distance or like they see, and, and Relaine says that he sees it every so often where like they'll accidentally say something to one of the rhythms without realizing it. And it like catches him off guard. I just wonder like, wouldn't that be such a cool thing of having a human character like take the time and the effort to try to learn what the rhythms are, learn how to hear them. I assume you would need to be invested in some way in order to do it, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like it is maybe possible and that'd be like, such a cultural like, thing I would understand. I, I think it is possible because like we see that with Navani. Like she does start to recognize the different rhythms. Mm-hmm. Like, like the the main one is like the rhythm of honor, but like she she is able to pick out when Rabonial is attuning to a new rhythm, particularly like yeah. when she hasn't heard before. Mm-hmm. So I think that's just going to progress. And I think that's an aspect of the dynamic between Navani and Rabonial that fans really picked up on and enjoyed. That kind yeah. of like increased understanding and effort to understand each other or each other's culture that i think people will equally enjoy uh seeing renarin and relaine deal with yeah i could totally see renarin with navani's help a bit of Mm -hmm. just like building like that similar device to like have the gems the thing that Navani did to hear the rhythms, I can totally see Renarin doing that and learning. Well, that was specifically for the rhythm of Stormlight. That didn't let her yeah, hear all okay. rhythms. Oh, that, I see, I see. All rhythms was just her. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Like, I that see. was to help her sing mm, honors. Right, 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 mm-hmm. right. Yeah, I, a tuner. I could... Mm-hmm totally see like Renarin we know the rhythm of war is somehow important for the truth watchers and he like hangs out with Navani to learn more about it and over time like hanging out with Navani and also spending more time with Relaine he learns more about the rhythms and eventually like Mm. starts to be able to hear them himself I could Mm. totally picture that happening Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah I wonder if like Gliss could help because like Gliss spends most of his time like 
hiding in Renarin's heart, right? And if they can sort of I think so because they talk Just about people people can't see huh. yeah people people aren't able to see Gliss most of the time he he stays hidden hmm. and I think with Toomey being inside like the heart of the Kremlin that's hmm. I think that that's where they, they tend to be but huh. you know I wonder if like he could we see Tambor pulses to the rhythms all the time for Finley. Mm-hmm. I you know I wonder if like the Spren could help them attune a rhythm hmm. or something you know, oh, or even if I wonder if a human who maybe wasn't invested at all and couldn't didn't have a way of like actually hearing what the rhythms are doing, like if a human sort of wrote, memorized what the rhythm sounded like and just used it at a point, even if it wasn't matching up with like what was playing at the moment, would the listeners be able to understand what they were trying to do? Like, would it just feel like a bad accent if you're using a rhythm that you can't actually hear, but you know what it's supposed to sound like. Like it's, it's a really interesting, almost linguistic phenomenon of their culture that mm-hmm. is also magical. But what if people can't access the magical part? How do they do the? Yeah, it's, it's very cool. This could be some intense yeah. shenanigans with that as well. You know, yep. find a fabriel that lets you, that will attune rhythms for you or mm-hmm. something. I think that that's could, very plausible. That could be fun. Yeah. Like oh, a fabrial radio where you turn the dial and like each one is a different rhythm and where it is. Like and you get to hear where where mm. the rhythm is at currently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, Arta Fabri and Renarin, like figuring out how to do that. That would be such a cool little little moment. Mm-hmm. Right. There's a fan comic of like Navani and Dalinar are talking, and Navani invented a Fabriel that just screams. And Dalinar <laughs> asks why, and like Navani doesn't have an answer. This is a better version of that. Yeah, yeah. I could, uh, if if Navani dies in book five, I um, can definitely see uh, Renarin being a more Artifabrian role in like back half. I'm not going to happen- say what would happen if Rafani died. <laughs> Look, I, anyone I, can die. Except Renarin no. and Relaine. They, they Navani, don't die. Rafani can mentor Renarin mm. in or as an Artifabrian during the time jump between yeah. eras. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Sure, sure, sure. Sure. Sorry, I didn't want to bring up such a distasteful thing, Ian. But, uh, <laughs> other than uh, like, even though Brandon said well, I mean, they don't have to be alive for them to be flashback books, which is, like, true. Like, I don't... Renarin's gonna make it to the back half. There's too much to do. Uh, I mean, he talked about how Renarin would be in his 30s during the interview. Yeah, we did, yeah, yeah, we yeah. did get a little bit of confirmation. So, like, I think Renarin, Relaine, Lyft, Yasna, they're gonna be there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Probably. I do think Odium's coming after him, though. Terra of Odium. I think it's gonna yeah, happen. Yeah, I, I think that's plausible. I think like the second after Teravangian reveals himself to Dalnar, because he's gonna do that in a very pointed, specific way, right? Mm-hmm. That's the m- exact moment that Teravangian is like, "All right, so we gotta kill Renarin like her right now," <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, and like get his team in place to take him out. 
that's not dark. Mm. Speaking of Renarin living to the back half, good luck with that, Renarin. <laughs> Ooh, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily think he's going to succeed, but I do think it's one of his main goals. So, yeah, I, th- okay. I think that's very plausible. Very plausible. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, if I were Odium, I'd be trying to kill Renarin first. There's a sound clip for you. All right, don't take that out of context. <laughs> Just cut out the 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 Odium parts. Like I'd kill Renarin. I will kill Renarin first. <laughs> you kill Renarin first. Or yeah. You unmake yeah not first, so she doesn't have enough time to make more corrupted Truth Watchers before killing mm. Renarin. Cut off the source, mm. which could still happen. Like we could easily lose Ja not. And then, like, oh, Renard and Elaine could be it. Who knows? Oh. What's book five going to be? It well, could be anything. It'd be crazy. It'd be crazy. I wonder if there are any other corrupted Radiant Spren that are waiting in the wind. wing. You know, you, we have a bunch of Honor Spren coming to year at Thiru. Maybe one of those Honor Spren's like, yeah, I'll give it a go. I- Kind of doubt that. I don't know. What are we? How are all these honor spread in, in lasting integrity going to be relevant so soon for that to matter in book five? That's the thing that I don't understand. I don't get that. I, I feel like the only way an honor spread agrees is if like Edelin like goes to Notum and is like, all right, my brother, he has a corrupted truth watcher spread. It's all good. Like I'm really vouching for it. And then like, maybe, but even then it's kind of a long yeah, shot. Okay. That, that yeah. seems like chill, a lot I'm to, that's, that seems like a lot to discuss in 10 days uh, for a serious experience like yeah. that. Yeah. So Ooh. what Gliss in the scene with Dalinar uh, Renarin says that Gliss says there are others like him, other Spren mm. that Sianat has touched. So, so it's like, not like there is another. Like that, yeah. that doesn't apply more. Yeah. So, yeah. They're out there existing and hiding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Secrets, secrets, secrets. It is, it is very so interesting secrets. having Spren that need to be hidden from both like honor and odium right like that 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 is just a very interesting dynamic in the war that is between these two sides in some sense (laughs) and also how does cultivation play into all of this well i was just back half maybe i don't know who knows Um, like theoretically all of the radiant spren are a mixture of both but like there's mm. such an emphasis on like oh like honor and odium mixing but like mm-hmm. theoretically cultivation is in there too well and like i yeah. i'd assume miss spren have a decent mix because like yeah. progression seems more lifey mm-hmm. isn't progression more like cultivation e i mean they're yeah. right next to cultivation spren on the chart you know that's the yeah. element. we're over there on edge dancers but yeah visually they Miss Spren are very similarly described to the Night Watcher, like with like That's a, a vigorous body, all, all mist, but with like faces, hands coming out of the side of the face, which is super creepy. But yeah, Night Watcher, this is really I, nice. I am increasingly skeptical of that sort of type of discussion because, like, you know, like bondsmiths do have a bondsmith friend that's in like the Night Watcher, and like the sibling is half cultivation, and bondsmiths like 
bonds and stuff seems like it should be the most honorary. I feel like I feel yeah. like that distinction of how how close to either is more of a cultural thing than a mechanics True. thing. It's like it's the the point I'm more trying to make is that like there is a mix. The proportions don't matter. But yeah. like there there is cultivation in there. It's just not being discussed at all. And like which is and mm-hmm. cultivation's plans in general, right? What's up I, with it? Yeah. I feel like cultivation would be down with the enlightening. I mean, it's like Ooh. another form of growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. So, or would she would she feel like Sia Not is coming into her turf? <laughs> Woo. That's- a lot of that is getting into deep, like what was Janat before being unmade, things like that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of deep stuff there that we we don't really know. Yeah. So I don't know. We we blabbed about a lot of stuff today, and I like how we veered into some mechanics at the end. And this Arjun's missing. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's seventeenth shard. It's got final happen. thoughts on Renarin, Relaine, Enlightened Truth Watchers. Obviously, we'll get more in Book Five, and I'm sure we'll have a very big podcast about it later. <laughs> They're awesome. So good, Renarin, my fave character. So wonderful. I love this ship. Oh, I will say. I mean, I assume people who don't like shipping have not made it this far in the episode, but if you're the kind of person who is going down into the comments and being like, well, I hate shipping, actually, and I think shipping sucks, like, that's cool. You don't need to necessarily mention it in any conversation. It's okay for other people to enjoy things different from... Uh, your own personal interests and it's totally fine if you didn't uh if this episode wasn't your jam we we have done probably too much mechanic focused stuff since rhythm of war came out so we we got got stuff to do we're doing other character stuff and i don't know i think it's fun because the character stuff we get to do a bit more like writing analysis and thinking about character arcs and stuff and i find that very fun uh, it's so. good. I, I, this is the kind of discussion that I just love to have, yeah. and I love that we get to talk about my favorite character and we do yeah. it. So yeah, so like it, it's totally fine if that's not your jam, but there's other things that'll be your jam. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm really excited for them. Ace corrupted truth watcher boyfriends. Um, uh, we didn't really talk about what, the whatever Ace they are. I won't much, categorize them before they're. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> enlightened enlightened i should say enlightened truth watcher boyfriends i'm very excited for Mm -hmm. um and i do want to clarify i got that chapter wrong i mentioned before oh alone together is the chapter where where relaine it's relaine's chapter where he's like thinking about renarin okay not the chapter where they sit together all right but still it's my point about the shippiness stands yeah it it very (laughs) much does very much does and it contains the quote, Relaine sipped his drink and wished Renarin were here. So they're it's a little sweet. shippy. Just like yeah. kind of a lot. Grace, do you have any final thoughts? Uh this I'm really excited to see more of them together in book five and hopefully beyond that. Or mm-hmm. I I'm very excited to see uh how this relationship progresses. Uh and I think Brandon will do it well. I think Brandon will do it well. 
If not, we'll be complaining on the show, so don't you worry. <laughs> um, <laughs> lots of comments. Tune in two years from now for the everything two. we hate about how Relaine Irwin went. I guess it would be 2023, <laughs> no. right? Optimism. It's going to go great. Optimism. Great. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be great. No, Three I have years. complete confidence. Yeah. Oh. All right. Let's go on to who's that Cosmere character? This character is from Roshar. Menace. Tia. Tom. Braze. Void in drag on a horse. <laughs> it's time for Who's That Cosmere Character? Call. All right, listeners, you know how the game is played. You send five clues to the character they correspond to to WTCC at 17 I read each clue aloud, and after each clue, our uh, panelists get a chance to guess Who's That Cosmere Character? You're much better Let's about begin. that intro than Ben. I'm just going to put that like, it's, yeah, it's very good. I, love it. I have a feel. I, I do it each time. <laughs> you, you got like that, like radio announcer voice down. It's, it's good. I, I do listen to when Ben does it. And I'm just like, he does this so badly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I think I'm like halfway between Ben and you. Like I, I, I don't I get like to. I haven't been on shardcasts with Grace or Ben that much. It's almost always Eric on my episodes. So. Oh, that is true. Yeah, I, I've been on with Grace a fair amount. I've never been on one with. Well, maybe I've been on one with Ben before. I feel like rare. The elusive rotating shardcast. It, it is interesting how like the random things and the topics end up where it's like how did i never be on the show with him of course that's never applies to me but you know same here. <laughs> all right anyway this first one was sent in by huts on a hill ah uh, yep clue mm-hmm. one this character travels on a long journey oh boy is it fleet it is not fleet i keep guessing him it's gonna work one of these times no head on it is not no hadon. I remember his name this time. That's good. Third I'm time. gonna guess Alendi. It is not Alendi. Good. Wax. It is not wax. Clue two. This fans. character is politically powerful. Ooh, wax is a good guess. Yeah, I saw oh, the future I see in the background. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. <laughs> Um, uh, Hrathen? It is not Rathen. Darithil. Because I think he... It is not maybe Darithil. Yeah, was he a king? I think he might have been a king. Maybe. I don't remember. Yeah, no, no, it was King Darithil. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was king. Yeah. Uh, Shalon, I guess? Why not? It is not Shalon. Did you guess, Eric? No. I don't think you did. No. <laughs> I didn't. See, the problem with this one is that there, there's really not very many travelogues in this... Like, Siri. I'm gonna go with Siri. It, it is not Siri. <sighs> Clue three. This character is actively hunted by the government. Oh. 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 Hello. Saw Zed. 
I'm I'm sorry, Dalish. That is not correct. <laughs> <laughs> that was so it is, cute. It is not Sazed. She's been so like and quiet for two episodes, and she's like, actually, it's Dalish time now. <laughs> it's Dalish time. She, she meowed play. like straight into the microphone. And, it was like, great. Going guest, and I was, it was like, great. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's staying in. <laughs> Oh, she's bonking my lights. Uh, is it Sill? It is not Sill. See, I was going to guess Queen Saw, but that is not my guess because she's not hunted by the government. Mm. Um, I'm going to guess Vasher. It is not Vasher. Hunted <laughs> by the government. Why does that politically like, powerful and hunted by the government yeah, is an no. interesting line to walk. Yeah. Yes. Screw it. I'm going to go with Vivenna. <laughs> it is not Vivenna. <laughs> One of these people who <laughs> went on journeys. Let's go. Which government? Clue four. As far as we know, this character is not invested. Oh. Oh, boy. So goes on a long journey. Politically important. Hunted by the government. Not invested, as far as we know. Is it Gevelden? It is Gevelden. Oh, Taldane stuff. I couldn't couldn't see random white sand character and not choose it. As soon as I was like, oh, I kind of regret Mm -hmm. not having this one as one of my guesses because... My thing is like liking to guess random white sand characters, but <laughs> that, that was uh, Chris's uh, former fiance, right? That's what yeah. was. Oh. Yeah. With Nilto. Spoilers yeah, for white sand. Did not remember that at all. So, and this this no. last clue, I'm altering it slightly. Is this character is a beggar? Mm, okay. Mm. Still would not have gone to white sand land, but I should have. Uh, I should have known with you, Grace. <laughs> I mean, we don't get a ton that. of white sand ones, to be fair. Yeah, I just like true. guessing white sand characters. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. me, characters. I yeah. like guessing them. Mm. <laughs> Thanks for Ian bailing us out, though. That was good. Yeah, it was like, I don't yeah. think the rest of us would have gotten that at all. The, the government he is hunted by is the dark side government, but he is politically active in the um, government of the country he's in that I am blanking on the name of. Off sand. Los Sand, yes. So like they're different governments. The the, yeah, yeah. See? Makes sense. It wasn't Nalthus, though. I'm, I'm bummed. Nope. No Nalthus. Nope. This next one was sent in by Brassweaver. Alright. Clue one. This character is from, from Scadriel. Menace! It is not <laughs> Menace. Let's go. Bringing it back. I will go Palm. It is Since not Palm. Oh, Palm is great. She's wonderful. I want more about her as the Lord Ruler's Chandra. Oh my god, so good. So, such an interesting character. Oh. Alec? Alec? It is not Alec. Alec? Shan Ilariel. <laughs> it is not Sean Ilariel. I am very surprised that you would guess uh, a named Ilariel character, Matt. <laughs> Very surprised. If that's the first clue and I didn't get that, it would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) This this character has a brother. Marsh. It is not Marsh. 
Who wants to guess Kelsian? Alrian? <laughs> it is not Alrian. I'm going to guess Vin's little sister. <laughs> it is not Vin's little sister. <laughs> I am going to guess Suit. It is not Suit. Man, these are going to get a lot harder with Era 3. Then we get three eras to choose from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clue 3. This character is dead. Zane. It is not Zane. Finn's little sister fits with this too. Um, <laughs> I thought Zane was good because he had a brother, Alan. Come on. That's good. I don't want to do okay, Vin or Alend. They feel too obvious. Kelsey is dead. He has a brother. Is he? Is he though? Is he? I guess that's a good point. Val- <laughs> valid point. He he was past dead. dead. <laughs> What does it mean to be dead? <laughs> I would say uh, that you could still say Basher. Oh yeah, the is versus the was. It is a little tricky, huh? I'm gonna guess Elend. It is not Elend. Watch it be Kelsier mm. though. <laughs> I, I was gonna guess Beldra, but she's not dead at the end no, of the book. No, she's not dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's dead in Era 2, though. Well, yeah. I don't think that... Yeah, I don't think that counts. <laughs> I would be upset if that's uh, how being dead... I don't want to do Vanilla Land. I don't. But they both fit so far. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not, I'm not thinking of other people very well. But see, let, let's power game this. If, if it's a person, and the first clue is from a specific place would it really be a main character right yeah because like it we sometimes like with main characters you gotta like kind of lead us on a path that it's not just like skadriel's like kelsier you know <laughs> right like yeah <laughs> yeah uh who has brothers watch it be kelsier though and at the end oh, of this so that'd be uh, incredible i refuse to win with a kelsier guess Whoa. i will not <sighs> Ugh, whatever. Ellen, I give up. <laughs> I, I guessed Ellen. It is, it is not Ellen. Yeah, I've already guessed Ellen. Right. I, I like how this Vin, is... Then? Yeah, just guess Vin. <laughs> it, is, it is not Vin. I'll, I'll let you have that. Cool. We did so, it. Clue four. Did I guess? I don't think I did. I thought, I thought you did. I thought you did right after me. I, oh, I, I tried to get after mentioning that Vin's little sister also worked for this clue. Oh, yeah. oh right. That's yeah. True. That's true. Um, okay, fine. I'm going to guess the viewpoint character from the very beginning of Hero of Ages mm. that kind of like sees like um Vin. It's, it's, show. it's not I, that character. <laughs> I was like, I'm oh, not gonna cut oh, you off. It is not you that person. Your misery now. <laughs> Thank you. Clue four. This character had rivals. Man, Sean oh. Ariel's like <laughs> was looking really good for most of these. It's dead. Oh man, rival. I don't know if I even have anything anymore. From Skadriel. <laughs> dead. Has a brother. Has a brother. Has rivals. Has rivals. Is it oh. Breeze? 
It is not Breeze. Is it? Is it Quan? It is not Quan. I was really excited about that one. Shoot. <laughs> it's so hard what to not think of the previous clues and the last who's that cosmic character. That's the thing that's getting me right now. I might have another guess. Okay. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> Waiting we, on Yin and we make it that far. I'm going to guess Elendi. I don't know if he had a brother. It is not so. Elendi. Are we Scadriel, brother, rivals, dead? Yeah. Kelsier. Whatever. It Screw is not it. Kelsier. <laughs> Look, come on. He has, he has rivals and stuff. Yeah. Clue yeah. five. This character was corrupt. Never mind. Oh, I was thinking. It is Replarinate. Did Has you a get brother? It yes. Yeah, it's the one that died at the beginning of uh, the book. Oh, right. Who was yeah. selling his boat at the party. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Did you happen to, Matt? I, I didn't know the name, mm. but I, I that's who I was thinking of. I was too in Aram <laughs> one mode. Yeah, I was thinking clubs, but I was like, clubs was a corrupt. But clubs had a brother, so you know, <laughs> spooks um, uncle. No, that the corrupt thing. I was like, yeah, yeah. innate was one was a guess I had in the back of my head for last episode. One of the clues. <laughs> um, <laughs> primed. God, we're just gonna be Oof. so screwed with three eras of this character yep. from Skadri. I'm like, well, I was guessing the wrong era so i just that's all a wash here yeah yikes four yeah. eventually we're gonna have at least four i can't wait yeah but i mean if if spacefaring are they really gonna be from scadriel still then that's a good point yeah, that's a what does it mean to be from scadriel <laughs> <laughs> And then and it turns out we just talk about Adrian heritage. Yeah, like <laughs> we'll argue about uh, what does being from Skadriel mean in the space era, and it just is like someone in Era One. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the entire conversation. Did oh boy! Oh my goodness! All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode and hopefully the last one as well. You can find us on seventyshard.com for all your news discussion theories and fun and discussion of Renarin that you could ever want. Uh, you can subscribe on YouTube, find us on SoundCloud, and uh, I don't know, like a review on iTunes, and you can support us on Patreon too. Uh, now I screwed up this outro a lot, but I'm hungry, so yeah, there you go. It's been a long day. It's been, yeah, yeah. Well, how are you doing, Alex? Uh, <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> you gotta go take a talking about Renarin always helps. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. And we'll see you all next time. Bye. 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 Bye.